on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Bing Webmaster Tools upgraded their tool chess. It's about time. Twitter lets you schedule tweets for whatever time you want. Greg grew a mustache and started watching NASCAR, which might be a lapse in judgment. Google's page experience update helps a tortoise escape from the Buffalo Zoo. Jess tried to update her vernacular to speak to the kids, but it didn't sail with us. All on today's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news, a proud part of the Search Engine Journal podcast network. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Tune in to our critically acclaimed Famous Friday News Show for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. If you want to follow along, just check out our show notes or head over to marketingoclock.com for all of the links from today's articles. And please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. A.K.A. Shop. I'm Jess Budd. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on June 5th, 2020. Remember, you can catch our famous Friday news show each and every Friday morning. All your digital marketing news from the week. Powered by the digital marketing community. And if you want to join the conversation, just hit us up. We're at Marketing O'Clock everywhere. How is everyone doing today? Oh, man. 2020 started out with with such high hopes. And then we had COVID-19, a global pandemic, economic recession, furloughs, layoffs, record unemployment numbers, lockdowns, shutdowns. And, and then last week, on top of everything, George Floyd was killed when three police officers kneeled on him in the street for eight minutes and 46 seconds. First off, this isn't a political show. You guys know there's probably nobody that hates politics more than myself. But, you know, the good news is this, this isn't about politics. It's about general human decency. It's about empathy. And no matter how long you've lived on this planet, you've probably seen or experienced a lot of racism. And it's not a question that it exists. It's, it just sucks. Um, and I think obviously I've been, I've been thinking about it a lot, like, like most Americans and my, my kids were asking why everybody was so upset. And I have two five-year-olds and I try to explain everything to them in ways that they might be able to understand. I was telling them that, you know, you've been here for five years. You're not even in kindergarten or anything yet, but like 11 of you or 12 of you ago, black people couldn't vote or couldn't go in certain locations. And then I was trying to relate it again and saying that 30 of you ago, you white people could own black people and they had they they didn't understand what i was talking about thankfully um and i just thought was thinking about that a lot and it it just kind of hit me putting it into those terms like i feel like my kids like i I just met them i feel like and to, to see such such atrocities so it's such a short time ago i i don't know i guess the the one good thing is you know hopefully we'll soon be like my kids or, you know, down the road, however long it takes, things are orders and orders of of magnitude better, but it's still not enough. And I mean, Marketing Clock, we're we're a a podcast, but we're a community here and we have some of the best listeners in the entire digital marketing space. And you all tune in religiously each and every week, you support the show. And in light of George Floyd's death and the ongoing injustice um, in the most horrific week of a, a rancid year. We'll be donating a dollar to each of our listeners, well, for each of our listeners over the past week to the ACLU. So that's $1,334. And the American Civil Liberty Union provides legal representation in cases involving issues of civil liberties and constitutional rights. That said, I mean, that's just a donation. So we'll be doing more to help as well. And our agency is Cypress North. Right now, we don't even have an office. Um, we, we just canceled the office, but we're moving to a traditionally underserved area in Buffalo, a place called Black Rock. And so we're going to work hard over this coming year and, and in the future to figure out meaningful ways to give back, to help, and to support the community, and especially Black people. Um, so 
we don't have any details yet as I, I mean, and it's a pandemic and we've just been allowed back to work this week and we don't have an office, but we're going to keep everybody in the loop as to how to help. And, you know, the goal isn't just to say, Hey, uh, we, we made a donation for our listeners here in 2020, but it's more, you know, what did you do uh, June 5th, 2021, 2022, 2023, and so on. So um, thanks for listening. You know, if, if you listened last week, you, unknowingly help to support the ACLU and, and black lives, even if it's the littlest, teeniest, smallest, eensy weensy bit possible. Um, but most importantly, I, I would say that if showing that empathy and being a part of, of, of listening and, and showing that compassion, if that's a problem, if that's something that angers you, um, that's an indictment on you and your character. You know, I, I forget where I've heard this before, but one of the things about empathy in general is that people look at, at that and the understanding and think it's limited. Like you have limited slices of empathy pie that you have and it's not finite. You know, I think, I think it's an empathy buffet that everybody has here. You know, you don't have a hard drive, you have the cloud. <laughs> um, it's like unlimited and you can be aware and try to understand and feel like as much as you choose. And I think that's something that we all should do and just try to impact whoever we can and, um, you know, we're here to, to hopefully try to impact somebody listening today. And lastly, if you're upset or angered that you listened last week and you helped to donate some money to defend civil rights and liberties and black people, um, please do us a favor and put down your headphones and unsubscribe. So um, thank you. We'll stay tuned for more updates from us and what we're going to be doing along the way. And we'll keep you informed. We'd love to hear from you and your thoughts and try to amplify anything we can. So um, we are marketing a clock wherever you social. Um, so, so reach out and, you know, now on to probably what y'all came here for the show, the show must go on. So we need to deliver the comedy ish marketing news each week. And this week we are going to be delivering that on YouTube. We're back on YouTube over on the search engine journal channel. So you can search for, I think it's one word, um, search engine journal on YouTube. And you can see us all here live from the lockdown in New York, where we are still advised to work from home. And as yes. I just mentioned, we don't have a uh, office. And this week and this week only, you can catch my marvelous mustache in all of its glory. Oh, you're putting a, a time limit on it? Yeah, this is gone tomorrow. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> it's fabulous. Is no, it? no. Okay, well... <laughs> You can check it out. This is this is like two weeks of growth to try to get here. So there's a lot that went into this. And it's still it still is barely there. But um, if you want to check out the mustache, you got to head on over to the Search Engine Journal channel. And yes. we're still going to be working on our audio and visual. Um, this We thought this was all going to be temporary. We're going to be here for an extended period of time. So we're still working on that. Hang with us. And again, thanks for, for listening and supporting. That's it for me. Bud, what's happening with you? Um, well, I did not grow a mustache this week, not for lack of trying, but just, you know, staying locked down. Although I'm looking at all your video backgrounds, and I think what I should do with some of this downtime is uh, decorate my home. <laughs> I don't have any decorations. <laughs> you at least have painted walls. I'm just like beige wall, white shade. I don't know. I'm a little bit embarrassed, but that's okay. I, I welcome you into my home office. Shop, yes. you get, I hope too, both of you have fantastically decorated rooms that you're in. Thank you. This is my yes. home. I did not clean it before recording. <laughs> it always looks this way. And I did not move a cowbell off of a shelf for recording. Nice. And Hope's back. Hope. Hi. What are those four movies you got? Hope has a full movie wall, and you can check yes. that out over on YouTube if you want. What are the four movies you've got right above your head? Jurassic Park on through. Jurassic Park, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Rear Window, which is an old movie by Alfred Hitchcock, if you don't know that one. And then Pride and Prejudice. Nice. And what's that fifth one? Howard the Duck? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Who are our sponsors this week? This week's episode of Marketing O'Clock is brought to you by Ahrefs. Ahrefs is an all-in-one SEO tool set that gives you the tools you need to rank your website in Google and get tons of search traffic. If you want to learn more, check out their blog or YouTube channel for step-by-step -step SEO tutorials. Ahrefs has a seven-day trial for only $7. You guys, that is cheaper than shipping. You've got to check it out. Head over to ahrefs.com to sign up. That is A-H-R-E-F-S.com. And today's show is also sponsored by Optio. It's the only tool you need for your Google Ads account. Shep, Jess, and I and a few others here at Cypress North have been working on a huge piece of content 
but it could have just been Optio. Instead of reading the content, you can just go get Optio and it will help you diagnose, assess, and do better with your Google Ads account. Right now, our listeners can get a six-week trial of Optio. It is absolutely free and you're going to find improvements that you can make in your account right away. Go to optio.com slash S-E-J. That's O-P-T-E-O dot com slash S-E-J. Thank you to our sponsors this week. We're going to dive into a few features a little bit later in the show that can help you leverage those tools. Getting into the news here. Exalt. Be overjoyed. (laughs) Delight. Revel. Celebrate. Those are great words. Thank you. They're all synonyms for rejoice. (laughs) And if you're wondering why, it is because new remarketing options are coming to LinkedIn and they're good ones too. So rolling out over the next month, advertisers will be able to create remarketing audiences based on a couple things, based on how they have engaged with the lead gen form on LinkedIn, either by opening it or actually submitting it. And then if they watched all or even just a percentage of a video ad, you can target based on that as well or add them to your audience. And bonus points for being able to choose only certain campaigns that you want to build audiences based on the video engagement from. I like that feature as well. So this is super duper awesome and much needed. I know options have been a little bit limited retargeting wise on the platform thus far. And it's needed so much so that our own SaaS factory, Mark Saltarelli, or at Mark from Marketing (laughs) on Twitter, (laughs) he tweeted something about this and there was no spice. Like he just was like, I'm happy to see this. This is great. Yay. Thank you. He had nothing sassy to say. So that's how you know this is really good. Like either he was stumped or he was just so overjoyed that uh, he had, he couldn't. He was overcome. Couldn't yeah, he's just too busy rejoicing. <laughs> Aren't we all? And I have some more huge news. This one's made me personally really happy. You can now schedule tweets. So I discovered this after we recorded last week, and I was so excited that I stumbled upon this that I scheduled a tweet for two minutes in advance just because <laughs> I wanted to try the feature. This is so exciting, and like it's about time. It sounds like you're challenging yourself. You're like, all right, I'm going to set this for two minutes, go, and then I'm going to edit it before it actually goes live. Like, yeah. It's a shop challenge. It was a race against the clock because I was like learning how to use the tool and I only had two minutes. So it I guess it was really been... good too. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I just, I feel like we need to say that the tweet was that she sent a screenshot and said, I am <laughs> scheduling this for two minutes because I can. <laughs> you got to have awesome. accountability. <laughs> So I guess they've been experimenting with this since November, but I must have been a part of the control because I did not have this until I discovered it last week. And when you compose a tweet, there is this cute little calendar button right in the right-hand corner, and it lets you schedule tweets through 2022, which I don't Uh, know why you would do it that far in advance, but- I've got a tweet to schedule. For 2022. 2022. And just do it now, schedule and be like, 2020, man, that sucked. (laughs) Very true. We still got six months. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't plan on using this a ton personally, but it's awesome for marketers that run Twitter accounts for brands. You can schedule tweets for a launch or a special event without having to use a certain third-party tool. And it is a little ironic that I think this week really taught us if you are scheduling anything on social media in advance, like you need to remember and be ready for anything that comes your way. This wasn't a great week for pre-scheduled tweets to be firing off. So just a good thing to remember. Definitely. And next up, Bing has a few new tools for us. Bing initially announced a link tool earlier in the week, but one thing that I think is going to be really helpful for webmasters in general is something that was announced yesterday on Thursday. It was called SiteScan, and it's a site audit tool that will crawl your site, check for common technical SEO issues, and then give you a detailed report. And these are some of the things that are going to be very insightful for folks that might not be the professional webmaster. Um, they might be trying to get the word out there, not know the ins and outs of SEO, and it can help diagnose that. So I love this. I'm all for this. And it's going to tell you about your scan status, the number of pages that have been scanned, errors, warnings, a full list of issues are found. You can even download it and, and just consume it on your own time, which is cool, or send it to your dev. Um, and it's broken down by errors, warnings, and notices. So that is in your Bing Webmaster Tools now. Uh, go check that out. And also, you will find a improved backlink research tool. Uh, so this backlink tool will show links from unique top referring domains, links on a page per page level, and it will now show you the anchor text. And I believe it would be for, but it now does it for similar sites. 
that's the cool thing. You see all links, you can see the disavow links um, that are in there as well, and then similar sites. So check it out. There's a great article over by Rajamanti Martini Buster over on Search Engine Journal, and he always has the best images. And he somehow he kicked his images up like a notch. He got like a professional artiste. I don't know how he does images. it. This is like a mad scientist. He's got Bing as a mad scientist, and the webmaster tool is just cranking out all these crazy concoctions. It's phenomenal. Look at that hair. I know. He's, he's really, um, you, you can't miss this one. So head on over to marketingclock.com. Check it out in the show notes. Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. And this week's take of the week comes from Steve Hammer at Armand Hammer, A-R-M-O-N-D-H-A-M-M-E-R on Twitter. <laughs> it's not exactly like Arm and Hammer, it's Arm and Hammer. Did so, you know that's Army Hammer's real name? I did not know that. Well, Steve Hammer has the handle, so he's the only one that matters here on the show. And Steve said, this is a new PPC match problem I'm seeing. BBM, broad match modified, where a word is omitted. Example, blue widget system matching for blue widget. The system, needless to say, is a huge change in intent. Anyone else? Hashtag PPC chat. I was doing a million things. I responded quick. I said, yes, and phrase match and exact too. I, I had a ranty post that I was going to put up this week and things just, um, I didn't get to it. But we've seen that quite a bit where Google is just dropping terms. Even Microsoft, we've seen drop just software system terms that they thought might be ancillary. Um, so then Steve Hammer responds, we're one step away from keywords being just a hint. <laughs> I feel like we're there. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I just, the keyword report is just sad. It is. It is. And, and, to, and to his point, you put something with a system in it, that is completely different intent. You can't just drop that out. What are you doing? It's They're not exactly. They do what they want. It's not a close variant. Like you could make call exact match. You can call, you're still calling it exact. It's not exact. Close variants aren't close and just drop them. It's just like maybe variants. I got a maybe adjacent, but it's not even a J what the adjacent to system is nothing. You just cut it out. <laughs> you know what it is? It's criminal. I agree. Yep. How dare you Google? How dare you? And now it's time for this week's I see why am I? This is just something you might not have seen. Maybe something you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. Okay. I see why am I people? Another Steve, Stephen Van Vessum, at Stephen V. Vessum, you're going to have to go to the show notes for that handle, tweeted this week that he sees loads of people using the no snippet meta tag so they can avoid being the featured snippet. And he says, don't use the no snippet tag because it blocks both featured and regular snippets. Instead, to retain snippets in regularly formatted search results but not appear in featured snippets, try the max snippet tag to lower the links. If you use this, featured snippets will only appear if enough text can be shown to generate useful a useful featured snippet. And he has a little screenshot of the definitions of those, and I had no idea this was a thing. Very cool. Now it's time for this week's lightning round. Pew, pew. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts, paid, organic, and social. This week's paid lightning round is brought to you by Optio. Do you guys ever pretend you're superheroes at all? I mean, Hope, you must, right? You're like a big um, Avengers fan. Pretend yes. you're Ant-Man, run around the house like you're Ant-Man? No. No, Batman. And the Batman in Avengers is Thanos, not Batman. I'm, I'm with you. I'm full Batman, favorite Avenger. And sometimes I sit down <laughs> and I think I'm Batman. And to me, an email from Optio is a bat signal. It's like, hey, we need you. We've got an alert. You need to check it out. You need to see what's happening. Optio alerts you to anything that is inconsistencies, something that spikes, anything that could be dynamic that you might need to look at. It's the bat signal for your Google Ads accounts. Jess, how do you use Optio? 
So what I love about Optio is they're always on the lookout for improvement opportunities, even those that mean doing a little bit of heavy lifting and that's on their end, not on, on yours. So things like breaking out high performing keywords from an ad group into their own single keyword ad group or SCAG, which is a word I don't really like, but I'm gonna use it. And basically they say, even in their help documentation, if you have an outstanding keyword producing a high proportion of your conversions, give it a skag. Those are their words. I, I love them. So if the system detects a high volume keyword that's converting well, not only will Optio provide the recommendation that you move it into a skag, but it will also help you get the skag set up if you're into that. So it's amazing because it's not a one-step process, right? It's not easy. It's not like you just click a button and it goes. Optio is doing work for you here, which is awesome. They set up the new ad group. They pull in the highest performing ad copy that you already have, and they help you write new ad copy as well. And they even pull in a preview of the search results so you can see what else is out there. It's awesome. And the important thing is to look at it, test on your own. Sometimes skags work, sometimes skags don't work. So they're telling you some different things to try and test it yourself, okay? They're just giving you ideas. And if you wanna learn more, get a six week free trial of Optio, go to optio.com forward slash S-E-J. That's O-P-T-E-O.com forward slash S-E-J. And here's what's happening in the paid universe this week. First of all, we have the ultimate mic drop. The ultimate 21 gets another one from Sir Stephen Johns this week. I can't even believe this story. Stephen Johns so, 21. Yes. There was a Twitter thread last week about last week's show. Andrea Cruz was involved. And then Elizabeth Oz tweeted and asked Greg if he actually calls Stephen at Stephen Johns 21 IRL. And like, Greg had to admit that he's never talked to him IRL because we're not quite worthy yet. So. Well, actually, it's at, at Elizabethos is what I call her, and she is formerly of oh. media, a fantastic person, and I call her by her Twitter handle. That's so it. that's why she asked. Okay. So then Stephen replies. So I said to Stephen, I said, I've never had, well, I said actually to Elizabeth about Stephen, I said, I've never had the pleasure of meeting Sir at Stephen John's 21 in person. I call him that on Marketing O'Clock because we have a catchphrase, 21 got another one because it gets all caps, all the cool stuff first. So Stephen replies as if it's nothing. And he says, new preloaded questions to better qualify leads from lead extensions if you want the first one. Ha 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 ha. Some nice questions with multiple choice answers. Have a look. I put this in the Slack channel. I was like, this is the ultimate flex. And I don't even use that term because this is actually a really big deal. Lead form extensions in Google ads when they first launched, the only fields you could ask the user for were name, email, zip code, and phone. And now there's a ton more. So you can add fields for city, state, or province, country, or work information, company name, job title, work email, or work phone number. So I'm like, oh, this is awesome. But wait, there's more. There's categories based on different industries and specific questions for all of them. So you could have the business category. You could ask what size is your company? What are your, what's your annual sales volume? There's a million questions that are now available in there and it's huge. And Steven didn't even make it a real tweet. He just replied with it. I know just to reply. And it wasn't like he replied two hours later. It was probably within three minutes. I'm like, Steven Johns gets all the cool stuff. And he's like, boom, Look at this. This is like the coolest thing ever, at least, you know, this week. I don't know. Yeah, it was definitely the coolest thing this week. I can confirm. And next up, Google Ads added an announcement to the Help Center on June 2nd that talked about their explanations for campaign changes. And I definitely talked about this on the show in December. And then I hadn't used them or heard about them in a while, but I actually noticed them in my account on Monday. So I used them. So I'm not sure if they went away and came back or if it's just a coincidence that I noticed them again, but for some reason, Google is just updating the documentation about this beta now. So if you're looking for more information on this, Susan Winograd actually wrote a great article for a search engine journalist. So you should go there to check it out because it's pretty detailed and they're kind of hidden, but they allow you to look at changes in performance in a campaign and Google will compare them to your change history and competitive data over the last 90 day period to try to determine what made that change in performance. And this isn't available for everything, but you can get explanations for things like impression, spend, conversion opt optimization score. I'm sure we wanna find out why it changed. Among other things. I know why, because <laughs> Google wants more money. Use yeah. Broadmatch. Exactly. Oh, increase your budget. I wonder why that changed. Hmm. So 
you can see those recommendations at the campaign or the ad group level. Look and at that. Look at that stock market at <laughs> Goog trending downward. Look, I've got a, yeah. I've got a recommendation for you. Increase Some of budgets. them are useful. <laughs> Increase wow. budgets. So if there are explanation data available, it will be highlighted in blue when you're looking at the table in the campaign or ad group tab. When you click on that blue text, it will open a tab on the right-hand side of your screen with explanations. It's only available for search campaigns using manual bidding or enhanced CPC. It's pretty cool. Like I had one for impressions and it pulled up like some of our competitors and whether or not I was showing above them over the last 90 days and how that changed. So there's some cool information in there to dig around with. That is it for paid. And this week's organic lightning round is brought to you by Ahrefs. Ahrefs is a phenomenal tool that alerts you to what is happening to your website. And you can take your information, competitors' information, use Ahrefs to give you that x-ray vision that we talk about so many times. As I was talking to you, talking to everybody last week about how I was uh, firing off Href emails over to clients early in the morning one day, I followed up and I sent it over to you two to prove it. I had sent it that morning, right? Can you guys back me up? Yeah, I believed you. Okay, well, I use it all the time and you should too. Shep, how do you use Ahrefs? We've been talking about Rank Tracker, which lets you monitor your rankings over time and chart your performance against competitors. Well, one of my favorite parts about Rank Tracker is that from the table with all your keywords that you're tracking, you'll see the history and you can see how performance has changed. And you can also click through to see that page on your site that ranks for that keyword and it'll pop up with the archive.org link for that page. So I think that's so cool that you can see how the history, how it's changing over time. And then if you want to know why, you can check archive.org. I think that's super handy. And they have a seven-day trial for only $7. Head on over to ahrefs.com to sign up today. Greg, what is happening in organic? Well, we've got a lot of information in organic. And first comes from BFF of the show, Glenn Gabe, at Glenn Gabe on Twitter. And Glenn says, quick update. I was just part of a roundtable with some folks from Google, including the Chrome team regarding the new page experience update. This thread will cover a few things that I learned during the meeting. If you care about page experience, check out this thread. That's my disclaimer. But what Glenn says is the, page, the update is gonna be page level based. So it's not something where if you've got a very slow landing page or a slow, just some portion, some feature, something that's dynamically built that's slow and you've got content that's zippy and fast and doing well, maybe on a blog or on a different location, Google is going to be judging you on a page by page basis. So even if you have the world's fastest site and you've got one page you're trying to chalk up a good page experience with and it stinks, well, Google won't penalize your entire site. It's going to look at it from that page, which hopefully I made that clear kind of fumbled through that. But you guys understand that? Do I need to clarify that? No, makes total okay. sense. So additionally, the other thing from this thread that I thought made a ton of sense is that there are not going to be a minimum core vital score that can be it, to be eligible in top stories. So they want all pages to be eligible for top stories. But the page experience update will be factored in and ranking wise. So this is good. I know that a lot of, especially just local news sites are really tough and I mean, they're hurting and they've got a lot of ads and you know, they might have, they, they just, I don't know. Do you guys think like local news sites are, are terrible in general? Yeah. They've always got like video ads that take forever to load and they're doing their best. <laughs> So um, anyway, it, there's not going to be a minimum score that you need to show up in top stories. If you've got something breaking, if you've got something people need or should see, you'll be able to get right there, which is awesome. That reminds me actually of that amazing piece of hard-hitting journalism this week about the turtle that escaped from the Buffalo Zoo. Escaped? Yeah. I didn't read that uh, one. Yes. First of all, we don't know if it's a it's boy a or a girl. The turtle's name is Red. I thought, um, they said, I thought the news or the zoo said it was a she. I don't yeah, know. It's, def it's definitely a girl. Okay, yeah. so it's a girl. Her name is Red. It said she was stolen, but I think she escaped. No. <laughs> and <Joe> she <laughs> There's so many 
pieces of information around this whole thing. And then people are throwing in theories. Like we saw someone shared it in Slack that they someone had seen enough movies and there was lightning that night. So the turtle like got bigger and had powers and stuff like, which obviously isn't true, but there's a lot of theories. Well, no one knows. I hope nobody broke in and actually stole the turtle from the zoo. Yeah. I mean, that place is gonna be a shell of itself without it. One other thing about Glenn, I think it was two weeks ago, we were talking about the show Shit's Creek on Netflix. Jess, you recommended that, correct? I think we all recommend it, except you who hasn't seen Jess it. Is the the real... rest of the world loves it. Yeah, well, Jess yeah. really loves it. I do. So here, here's, I started watching it. And so you here's did? something. Well, yeah, but I have, I have something very important for the folks out here. Very important. So I was like, oh, okay, Jess said this is good. Jess likes the dumbest stuff. Honestly, like admit it. You like, you know, um, border collies at the ranch and is, yeah you like the the weirdest shows that you would never think exist it's things you never even thought were shows and so jess said it. i'm like okay this is good mark said it was like oh yeah that's good and i'm like all right and then glenn's like definite must watch and i'm like oh and i was thinking like there should be a move that you have that's like you just have a cosign and if somebody says something you're like cosign back it up do it if you get cosigned you have to try this like if somebody like this this new album is good check out run the jewels four or something and helps like cosign then you have to do it what do you think about that i like that kind of like retweet but instead of saying you support it it's like it adds the extra challenge like you yeah. have to now do the thing the challenge element and like you really? only have like one or two cosigns a year and you got to use them a year one every quarter so i only have one chance a quarter to agree with something Jess says to in cosine. To be to like, make check this out. Like, yeah. that's how strong it is. I'm using my once a quarter cosine on Schitt's Creek because it was amazing. And I'm yeah. sitting there watching this. How did I not know this? Why didn't somebody cosign this on me earlier? This is like the best written show I've ever seen. And it's insane. I'm like, I'm why so didn't somebody? Glad. Anyway, that's what, I, that's what I was thinking. This is so amazing. How come? How do come nobody co-signed this to me earlier? Okay. That's why, that's like why that I'm a psycho. That's why I'm a psycho. So. <laughs> well, I'm glad you watched it. All right. I think we should, yeah, that, okay. that's a new rule. At least Maybe it's just four. within the office or within yeah. us four. On the show, you have one co-sign a quarter on the show, and we can assign it to each other. We're starting from zero, though, right? Because you technically weren't co-signed for Schitt's Creek, right? Starting, We're starting in June. Okay. Everybody's fresh. All right. I love it. The second second half of the year, even though it's not not July, but whatever. Okay, so next up is a tweet from Lily Ray at Lily Ray NYC on Twitter, and she says, "After months of testing, Google is formally rolling out its scroll to text feature, in which it highlights the targeted portion of text that was referenced in the featured snippet. So what this means." is if you see a featured snippet and it's calling a certain portion of a page, when you click on the snippet, it will shoot you right down and highlight that page. And it's been doing it since, Google's been doing it since uh, 2018 on AMP specifically, but it's now coming to more things. And, and Glenn, BFF of the show, and just him and Steven might as well be the show, and Lily might as well be the show at this point. But he says, it's all good questions. And when he speaks at schools in his area, this is exactly what the students say they wanted. The Google of Google. I thought it was cool. It's like, not only do you get me to this page that you think is good, but you get me to the portion of the page as well. So I actually saw this in the wild this week. Nice. Did you like yeah. it? Good experience? I, yeah, Great I experience. really liked it. Because I've seen it on, on my phone and I hadn't seen it on desktop and I just realized that it's new. Awesome. Okay, well, something else new is starting an Android... Uh, this week, I forget when, I think it might have been, um, whatever, it's, it's new for you. Uh, if you want to share an exact location, you can simply tap on a blue location dock within Google Maps, and you'll get something called your plus code. It will allow you to send it to others, and you can save the location. So this is kind of cool because it's not a set coordinates. It's like you're giving this out, and people can find it, but it's not super identifiable and it's searchable in Google Maps and Google Search, but it's not an exact ma address. You're not saying go to this this exact spot. So I was thinking it's kind of like a, a digital speakeasy, right? You're like, yeah, look at my plus code. And you're like, oh, I don't know where I'm gonna go. What is no, this? I don't code? think this is that cool. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> you're probably right. And something else not that cool, podcasts. We're not cool again, uh, but this is the last update. And I've personally really enjoyed this. The company PodTrack has been doing these updates throughout the pandemic. 
and they've been looking at the number of downloads for podcasts. This is going to be their last update. In the week of May 25th through the 31st, podcast listening that were down 4% for downloads and audience compared to the previous week. So they think it was due to a big drop in Memorial Day. So people were outside enjoying the weather or doing whatever they were doing um, on Memorial Day. And that was, again, May 25th through the 31st. Okay, next up, Google has published a PSA um, letting site owners know that they're experiencing indexing issues. It could cause stale search results. And this was back on June 2nd. So if you are a publisher or somebody that um, really needs fresh results, it might be something worth putting into your annotations in Google Analytics. And that's all for me, Bud. What's going on in social? All right, first up in social, Facebook has added the option to send marketing emails via the Pages app. So this seems cool when you hear that, but if you're already using another platform for email marketing, you can ignore this because it's not groundbreaking. It's not going to be a great replacement yet anyway. But if you don't have a way to do email marketing, this could be a really nice option or at least a cool place to start if you've never tried it before. The only thing is from what I can see, while it appears to be free, there's, it's not for everybody, right? They're just testing it right now. So not all businesses have access to the feature. Facebook has confirmed that only a small number of small and medium-sized businesses are currently a part of the test. So they're trying to, quote, help them more efficiently notify their customers of changes to their services and operations. And we're evaluating whether these tools are beneficial for people and businesses before deciding whether to expand further. That's a quote from Facebook. I'd like to put an emphasis on the S in tools. So it seems like they might be up to something a little bit bigger than what this test is. And I can't wait to see. Could be cool. And can I poke holes in what you just said though, Jess? Yeah. If you're just trying to start with email marketing, now is the perfect time not to use Facebook, right? Like that's always one of the things that's tough is once you get into a system, it's hard sometimes to get out of that system. Um, Many options are very, very affordable. And until this is something, if you have no budget, use this. If you have an inkling of a budget, you can probably do a lot better than a startup email service that probably is going to be monetized at some point and you have no control over. That's a fair point. And also I'm guessing, and this is just pure speculation, but if you don't have budget, Facebook probably hasn't noticed you. So you're probably not part of this. Just a guess. (laughs) They don't care about you. No, just a guess. Um, All right. Facebook's new product experimentation team, which at this point, I think we need to just rename the new products every day team because they're turning out apps like every day. I have a new name. Yeah. The copy other apps team. <laughs> the C-A, no, COA, the QA team. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Okay. How about another one? Copy and take stuff team. Cats. I support. Yeah. Thank you. That's took way too long to do the math. Anyway, the CATS team, the NPE team, they have released their latest new app, which is called Venue. And the point of it is to boost engagement during live streaming events by giving users an interactive second screen experience during which selected personalities like journalists or athletes or even fan analysts, as they call them, can create moments, which is their word for a thing to talk about, I guess. And users can use Venue to chat, answer polls, which I love, answer questions, engage in other ways, fine, whatever. The example they use for this, though, is a NASCAR race. And so people can chat during NASCAR, which makes sense because NASCAR is really boring, right? And it's like the only thing we have right now. Well, that's fired. (laughs) No, they just yesterday agreed to basketball season. Really? They did? Yep, 22 teams. Well, we don't have that now. Right now, we only have NASCAR. And every week, my sister approaches me and asks me if I want to be in her pool. What do you say? I say no. She's like, just spend me $10. Like, no, I'm not watching. (laughs) My kids love NASCAR. It's their favorite thing to watch. My daughter loves Eminem's car. And then my boy likes Joey Logano, whoever that is, just because he won once. What is his logo? You don't even know what car it says? No, I I don't. All right. Well, maybe you should watch more NASCAR then. And while you're at it, check out Venue. (laughs) We'll see. All right. On the subject of reputation management, 
Facebook has a new feature that's letting users manage posts in bulk or more specifically bulk delete or archive their posts. So archive is nice because you might have something you want to keep for yourself, but maybe you're job hunting and you don't want your potential new boss to see something. So you want to hide it and not permanently delete it. Archive yeah, I want to delete everything I posted before 2012 because I couldn't spell. I don't know what happened to me. <laughs> I literally could not spell. Wait, though. Wait, though. Jess, yeah. are you telling us something? No. Oh my gosh, no. You're going no, through no, no, no. These posts? Wait, what? Who's you're going through her? these your posts because you're job hunting? No, 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 no. I was trying to think of a marketing <laughs> angle. I am not job hunting. No, I, I love it here. I would not leave. But I did go back through my posts just to see if there was anything I might want to remove. And we'll have to put it in the show notes because I found a really nice art piece from 2010. And you guys can see it in the document. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, look, we say a lot of times go to marketingclack.com. <laughs> what Jess did here, I mean, this is, I can't believe MoMA's not at your door knocking, knocking it down. Like the podcast still going. This is Jess. I don't say this a lot. Genius. How do your time? Thank you. Would you? <laughs> would anyone like to describe it, or would you like me to? It is a um, very futuristic looking, very orange chair. A very it, plush, a very plush chair. It's it not. Looks, it's not a hard surfaces anywhere in this. Yeah, chair. it's on wheels. I think. So it's mobile. It looks like it could be the Jetsons. <laughs> There's a toilet seat liner. <laughs> I don't know. I I posted it and then I even replied to my own post. And I, I just, I said so many hearts in my own comments. Like, I don't even know what was going on in 2010, but we'll put the picture in the show notes. Y'all can check it out. Anyway, the point is I will not be using this manage post feature. I'm leaving my history there because it's, you know, better than what I'm doing now. Which is- the people thank you, bud. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, move over double rainbow because there's a new phenomenon in town, maybe double stories. Instagram is testing a double road story feed for some users. And for those that haven't seen it, it's basically the same story feed. You're used to seeing just two rows of story bubbles. So double stories. I thought it was kind of dumb at first when I looked at this, but the more I think about it, it's easier to scroll past things you don't want to see. So I'm okay with that. Did you guys have feelings about this? Did anyone Um, get the test? I know Greg hates it. I think whatever, but I just have something to share that somebody here has been adding, I think accidentally, they have been updating their Facebook stories for quite some time. (laughs) And it's the person who said they would never make a Facebook story. Are you talking oh, about no. me? Yeah, are you doing it on purpose? I am because my mom doesn't have Instagram. Oh, all my oh. stories are about the baby, you. so it's for my mom. I do it for I my thought mom. it was an accident. I thought you didn't oh. know. No, definitely not an accident. Very, very intentional intentional move, but thanks for looking out for me. I watch him on Facebook and Instagram. You do? Thank you. Yeah. They're I like your baby. Thing. Yeah, he's cute, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Lastly, in social, Pinterest has added a shop tab to their visual search, aka lens feature. Users will be able to take a picture of something and find similar in-stock products, and they can then click on that product and go directly to the checkout page on a retail's website, which is really, really great for retails. Our retailers ship that, but it's dangerous, my friends, I think, for regular people. Like, Shep, if you get sick of your pink elliptical and you want a purple one, just lens that thing right into the cart. Go for it. Like, this could be – it's amazing for businesses that want to make money, but it is just – scary it's too easy it's also scary telling you new jargon that the kids say and then you use it wrong all the time not the way you use ship it (laughs) thank you chef i've told you multiple times how do you ship it it's not that but valiant effort like you know the word thank you yeah so you don't ship my use of it then is what you're saying No, no that doesn't even make sense i know well, what if you're Bezos and Amazon and like you have to put something out the, the door, but not you gotta the, ship it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, hey, but that's how you use it. No, <laughs> whatever. whatever. I'm just glad Hope is back. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I did that for you, Hope. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Hope, question: Thanks. Did they did they ever catch um Did the Avengers ever catch Lex Luthor in that last one? I can't even talk to you. I'm not even looking at your face on the screen right now because it's just so disrespectful. No, you know what this is? This is IRL, Google's new way of matching words to your keywords. Lex Luthor <laughs> just matches for insert broad match modifier for any Avengers villain. Who did you say? Thor? Oh, Thanos? The, probably the Riddler. Thanos. Thanos. Riddler. Were they against Poison Ivy this, this week? The Penguin? Who, who was it? It's not a weekly thing. Okay. 
It was a worldwide phenomenon. Thank you very much. Welcome back, Hope. <laughs> and that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. I will go first this week. I found this website. It's HemingwayApp.com. And you basically put in text, like you could put in an entire article you wrote or whatever you want, and it highlights different things. So it'll highlight it red if it's the sentence is very hard to read, yellow if it's just hard, not very hard, purple, a really pretty shade of purple. Um, if the phrase has a simpler alternative, it'll tell you if you're using the passive voice or it'll tell you if you're using adverbs meeting the goal of two or fewer I don't even know what that one means. I didn't get any of those, but it's really cool. And I liked the ones about the passive voice and like having sentences that were hard to read. I found it very useful. I was surprised how much read I had. And I think everyone should check it out. Hemingwayapp.com. That is pretty cool. Is it free? Yeah. Well, at least what I was doing with it was free. I don't know if they have a paid version. That's awesome. Cause like Grammarly will tell me that I'm being confusing, but I have to upgrade if they want to like show me where I'm being confusing. So yeah. go Hemingway. And they don't tell you like how to fix it, but they tell you you're being confusing. All right. So I want to talk about a little nugget that I took from Martin Split's keynote at the SEJ eSummit this week, which if you didn't attend, definitely attend the next one. because it was really, really awesome. A lot of killer stuff going on there. So Martin made a note, basically how important it is for marketers, particularly SEOs to work closely with developers when building a new site or a page and to lay out requirements and offer guidance from the start, touching base early and often, and not in the sense of telling dev how to do their job. That's not what we're here for, but to make sure that you're working through any technical considerations from a search standpoint together. And here at Cypress North, we work really closely with our development team. We're fortunate enough to have them in house. So we're used to working this way. So as far as working hard, hardly working, this works hard for us. It's great. But it occurred to me when he said that, when Martin said that, that not everyone's in the same boat as we are. Not everyone is able to, you know, just talk to someone that they work with every day and just have this kind of conversation. So for any marketers out there that are working with an outside vendor in development or otherwise, just keep those lines of communication open. You'll end up with a much better product in the end and way less headaches. Cool. And this week for me, it was pretty simple. Um, back in March-ish, when the pandemic hit, we had a bunch of, of local New York businesses and then just a bunch of people in general that had either paused to see what was gonna happen, it kind of paused some of the engagements. And so Shep and I and a bunch of other people here at Cypress North, but we use Google, Google Docs a lot basically to uh, do a ton of editing. And one thing that's been a complete lifesaver is the suggesting tool within Google Docs. So Shep, we've gone through literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages and some projects that we're doing and then a bunch of other blog posts and, and client stuff. And I was just thinking the other day, like, where would we be without this? And I just want to take some time. Like if you are collaborating, there is that suggesting tool in Google Docs. If you don't use it, try it because you can add and punch things up and it's a lifesaver. Now it's time for this week's WTH. Misguided. You're like, who does that? <laughs> Just get rid of it. I'm over it. Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about a trending digital marketing topic. What are we coming to? Honestly. See what had us asking. W-T-H. This week. MSN uses a team of 50 journalists to curate stories from different news organizations and select the headlines and pictures to feature on MSN.com. Well, I should say that they used a team of 50 journalists because Microsoft has decided to replace this team with AI. That's right, robot journalists. Shep, are you nervous? Are you nervous about this? You're our lead content person here at Cypress. I, I just think it's a terrible idea. I mean, these people aren't writing the stories. They're curating the stories from other news organizations, and then MSN pays them to post them on MSN, but... No, I'm not scared because this is stupid. And like, why would you do it right now of all times? We're in the middle of a pandemic and like misinformation is really dangerous right now. The news is crazy right now. Like we need to make sure everything's accurate. And you're going to pick right now to use robots instead of journalists. Do you know what I've, ne I've never done before? I've never woken up in the morning and been like, I wonder what the robots think. I thought you were going to say you don't wake up and check MSN. <laughs> yeah, another thing. Let's redo the scenario. Wake up in the morning. What's on MSN.com? 
I'm like, who really? cares what a robot thinks? I don't want robot news. That sounds like the absolute dumbest thing in the world. And this is one of these things where people are getting way too ahead of themselves. Like we talked about with Google last week saying, oh, you're going to have to come to the office. A human Being a human is important. Yeah, no, duh. Like People care about an opinion, an opinion and I don't just want robot news. I actually don't want robot news. No robot yeah. news. It's so stupid. And this happened with Google recently too. So Microsoft announced this and I'm, in, I'm immediately reacting with, oh, they can't afford to hire the journalists. COVID-19, like whatever, maybe they'll bring them back later. They go out of their way in the announcement to say it's not because of the pandemic. Like, I don't understand. Google did the same thing with another thing they said. Like, just take oh, the excuse. I know what it bad is. Bad decision. Google said, hey, with our Google ad support, we oh, are yes. not <laughs> going to be supporting you at this time. Yes, it's a pandemic, but no, it's not because of the pandemic. It's because we don't care. That's what they it's said. the same thing. Like, why wouldn't you just take the excuse and run with it? I don't know. It's That's the smart thing a human would do, maybe not a robot. Yeah, maybe a robot, like, wrote the press release, and that's the problem. <laughs> it's too honest. <laughs> All right, and now on to our grab bag segment. The segment segments. And first up, we have coming for you segment and hope. You may need to update your apps on your phone because the rise of a new short form video app called the Zin could spell trouble for TikTok. Hope, have you heard of Zin? Do you have Zin installed? No. Hope you're not the pulse of the people anymore. Zin? That's such a dumb name. Z Y N N, like Finn, Zin. I hate cool that. Name. I was thinking like White Zin. Oh, Ooh. Franzia. So I was thinking about this and I, I have a contest. Can anybody remember that app that we were on? It was like six seconds where we'd do the world's worst videos. Yeah. Fight. Yes. Fight. Yeah. Fight. Okay. Fight. With a Y. Mm-hmm. Well, that's stonking. I bet Zen's going to stink as well. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> okay. Next up, because Barry Schwartz over at Search Engine Roundtable covered it. I'm going to call this white hat or black hat. And Barry Schwartz has the title SEM Rush, aka SEMrush, aka SMrush. I, I said the, the second two, <laughs> but he said they're selling links that are against Google's guidelines. And he copied a tweet that's since been deleted from SEM Rush, but it started with somebody named John Locke at Lockdown underscore on Twitter. He said SEM is selling links now. Make it make sense. And SEM Rush said, then we create this unique article and place a backlink to your URL as well as to other content like research type or so on to be as natural as possible. So what we offer is absolutely legal white hat link building tactic. Here's how it works. Then John Mueller from Google respond saying, that's an unnatural link, the kind the web spam team might take action on. So you decide, white hat or black hat? All right. And our next segment is called Incognito. And this article comes from CNET, and apparently Google is facing a $5 billion lawsuit for tracking people in incognito mode. So all that stuff you thought you were hiding, Google knows. Can you just repeat that title? Because I don't think that we pause to appreciate how genius that is. I don't know which one of you wrote that, but it's really good. Yes. Incognito. You know, I've used incognito to sign up for like five free trials of YouTube TV and it worked, so it's fine. <laughs> so next up is show notes. And I don't know, did you guys go to the e-summit on uh, Tuesday last week? Of course, week? yeah. did yeah. you miss it? I absolutely love that hop-in software that they had where you could talk and mix it up in the chat room. It was super cool. I was mixing it up with people. I tried the networking too. I talked to... Yeah, I talked to a wonderful woman. She was great. She, she does content. She's not a, a robot. She's a human with a team of humans that writes content. It was really cool. And I stayed all the way to the end. I saw Lily Ray DJing set. It was really cool. And I think they're probably going to be releasing it and doing more of those in the future. So we'll let you know when there's more coming. But I was impressed across the board and took some things away from most of those uh, the things I was able to see. I couldn't be to every presentation, but yeah. I, I was really impressed. What'd you guys it think? Was, I thought it was awesome. I, um, at one point, had to take, had to, wanted to take the baby for a walk because it was really nice, but I didn't want to miss the panel. Um, it was uh, Parna's panel. And 
I was like, how can I do both of these things at once? The mobile experience was amazing. Everything was spot on. It was perfect. Like there, I have no issues with, with that hop in. It was amazing. As was the conference. Conference was great. And I took the opposite approach. I streamed it to my living room TV so I could watch it in HD. (laughs) That's crazy. It was great. I love the fact of the Q&A afterwards, too. And one of the ones that stood out to me was when Brent was talking to Jay Bear and it was saying, so the quality is what really matters. And how do you bump the quality up? And Jay's like, no, it's, it's the consistency. And that made, that made me, us feel good, right? Like quality, not so much, but we're consistent. <laughs> so I like that part of it. Okay. And lastly, to our extra, extra spice served up for you. We talked about it last week, but our own Mark Salcharelli at Mark underscore from underscore MKTG, Mark from marketing is doing recaps each week of the show. And if you are a listener of the show, a fan of the show, you're going to love the recaps. One of my favorite things that Mark said last week was number 19. He has so many notes. Number 19 of his notes on the show. Boiled hot dogs terrify me, all caps. (laughs) My grade school is boiled hot dogs turned green. And this girl in kindergarten would always buy lunch on a hot dog day and then throw up after lunch. Like clockwork, all caps. Every time, all caps. She didn't think to make a change? She was in kindergarten. Let her go. He has the best stories. It's just so good. (laughs) So follow at Mark underscore from underscore MKTG on Twitter. You will not regret it. No. And you know what? Tweet back at him too, because there's more to that hot dog story that he shared with us. And I'm sure he would be willing to expand upon any of those notes if you chat with him on Twitter. So try and get some more material out of him. He's great. And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool. All right, this week's Cool Tool comes to us from Dan Taylor of the Salt Agency. That's at TaylorDanRW on Twitter. And this is like a two-for-one deal tool-wise. Dan shared a sweet WordPress plugin slash Google Analytics dashboard combo that will help you monitor core Web Vitals data, which is awesome now, but it'll be even awesomer in 2021 when Google begins using page experience as a ranking factor. So get on this now. Just have it. So what does the combo do? The WordPress plugin pushes the largest contentful paint, first input delay, and cumulative layout shift data to GA in the form of events. And then the GA dashboard that they built, they share a template with you, then visualizes that event data in a couple of different ways. They give you the overall site average, the average by geographic location, in case you have different content in different regions, and then also at the individual page level. So like I said, pretty awesome. And if you're not sure why you might need this, Salt also did a nice write-up on Core Web Vitals along with the dashboard and how it works. So check that out. We'll have the link in the show notes. Head on over. Check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. And this week's Must Read Marketing article of the week comes from Patrick Stocks over at Ahrefs. And he has a great article, JavaScript SEO, What You Need to Know. And Patrick runs through a variety of topics. What is JavaScript SEO? How Google processes pages with JavaScript, how to test and troubleshoot with JavaScript, rendering options, and making your JavaScript site SEO friendly. So don't miss that. Head on over to Marketing Clock and check out our show notes. All right, that does it for today's show. Thank you to our fabulous sponsors, Ahrefs and Optio. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Remember, you can catch everything from this show on marketingoclock.com. And while you're there, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If today's show was of value to you, please subscribe, leave a review, or share with a colleague. If you are looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Heck, where after our famous Friday news show, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. This week, we will be having another draft... Um, the theme this week is romantic comedies. We were waiting for Hope to return before we did this draft because she has a lot of opinions. <laughs> and I don't like running the game, so everyone's going to keep track of their own list. 
I'm ready. I'm ready and set. Okay, Hope can go first because she hasn't been here. Oh, what's the order from there though? Yeah, um, is this a serpentine maker? whatever draft? We'll do whoever's closest to Hope next, which just happens to be me. <laughs> on and your screen. <laughs> no, I mean I mean on a map. And then Jess and then Greg. Okay. Does Greg get two or yeah. serpentine draft? Everybody knows how a serpentine draft works. Even so it, it goes Greg gets to pick two and then it comes back to me and then I get to pick two? We're yep. going four in total, right? Yeah, four. 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 Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Oh, it's me. Okay. My first pick. <laughs> I just need to have this on my list because it's the first rom-com I've ever seen. And my dad showed me it. So shout out to you, Carl. It's um, The Princess Bride, which is just the most Barely classic. rom-com. It is a rom-com. It is it's a, a comedy. It's a comedy around a love story. That's what a rom-com is. So it's just a calm to you, Greg? It's, it's not something where the whole time. It's, I just bear, it's on the lower end of rom-com. Would you agree with that? It was I, on a bunch of lists when I looked it up. Okay, did you just Google romantic comedies on Google? Because it pulls up a list and it has Spider-Man Far From Home on it. Yeah. So <laughs> that is a rom-com. Spider-Man Falls in Love. <laughs> I love a good DC movie. <laughs> in what universe... Is that a wrong cut? They have Aladdin on here too, which is like none of okay. No, that's no. No, Mrs. Doubtfire. It's all Mrs. Yeah, Doubtfire. You think I'm joking? It's all- he doesn't even fall in love with anybody. It, count, it counts. I, just, I said barely. Okay, who's next? Okay, I'm next. Um, no question. Honestly, I just need to preface this. I don't really like rom coms. <gasps> the best rom com is my big fat Greek wedding. Agree. That's a good one. Never seen it. All That's right, amazing. Jess. I'm taking Greg's favorite. You better not. Don't do I'm it. I'm taking it. I'm Don't taking do it. What is it? What you is better it? not. That's the only thing I want in this whole list. What is it? Are what you going to fire me if I take it? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm taking it then. How to lose a guy in 10 days. No. Oh, I yes. have that too. That That's the on only list. good rom-com. <laughs> oh, Tony. Oh. <laughs> Such a good one. That is what a rom-com should be. You the, always tell me I need to be more competitive in these games, so eat them. Uh, yes, that was number three on my list. You're welcome. Okay, well, I'm going to go with then, because I did an entire segment on it on Marketing Clock, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I knew you were going to pick that. Because yeah. it's actually funny. And secondly, <laughs> I'm going to go with a good one, um, older one, because it's the only older one I know, Groundhog Day. I'm surprised. You, I haven't seen that. You like that one? I enjoy it, yeah, because he, he gets it gets a little dark and ends well. Like it, Ned Ned Ryerson, yeah, it's a good one. I just don't see the chemistry between them two, but that's my personal opinion. Is it back to me? Yeah, Serpentine. I want the Wedding Singer because Billy Idol uh, makes an appearance, and if anything elevates a film, it's Mr. Idol. I would like to take if you guys would let me bridesmaids. She falls in love with the cute Irish cop and you know herself. Yes, yes. I haven't seen it, but it beats Spider-Man. Oh my God, it's the best movie. Yes, you would love Bridesmaids. I don't think I would. I think that's why I haven't watched it. I quote it. You would love Bridesmaids too. Never seen it. It's the best. (laughs) Okay, me? Mm -hmm. I get two, right? I'm so excited. Okay, first, When Harry Met Sally, another Rob Reiner film. Probably the most epic rom-com ever. Next, this wasn't on any rom-com list, but I'm fighting for it. It's definitely a rom-com. Back to the Future. Oh, rom-com. my God. 100%. <laughs> no, it's not. 100%. Well, maybe the parents. You, Hope. The parents have to fall in love. Are you kidding me? It's the greatest movie. I watched it three times last week. I'll give it to you just for that. because that's Michael J. Fox <laughs> is so cute. Teen Wolf, right? Okay, I will be taking Love Actually. Never seen it. Has anyone? Yeah, I've seen it. That's the British one, right? Yeah, it's a Christmas one. It's a wonderful film. Oh, is it me? Yeah. I can't believe this wasn't taken yet. You've got mail. The ultimate. I was going to take that. Really, Greg? Yeah, really. It's about our industry. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
Okay, so I, I only had fork because I'm a chef. I hate rom-coms. It's it's gross. So I'll pull a, a, a playbook out of what Hope does and just pick any movie and I'll go, Hostel. How about that? Is that a rom-com? Hostel? The torture <laughs> movie? <laughs> I'm just joking. Hope <laughs> just picks a random movie and it's like, oh, it's a rom-com. Who's going to make um, that joke too? <laughs> um, I will go with uh, The Big Sick. A very recent movie. That's I a good thought, movie. I thought that was good. I actually laughed a few times in that one. It was good. And then I'm going to go with, can I go with Speed? Hope, can I go with Speed? I was going to pick a gross movie like The Proposal, but can I just pick Speed instead? Because My mom you know? loves The Proposal. The Proposal's cute. That's where they go to Alaska, Disgusting. right? Yeah. Disgusting. With Ryan Reynolds and Sandra. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'll, I'll pick either of those. Whatever you let me. Speed, <laughs> Hostel, or The Proposal. <laughs> You should just get them all. It's still less than one point. A hostel. Shoot. There's better ones than this, but I want it on my list because I love it. Um, I actually went into my storage and pulled out all my old DVDs to find inspiration for my list rather than Googling it like the rest of you. So I'm going with Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I don't know about that. That's like an action movie. It's it's a romantic comedy. It's all about couples therapy. And also then they fell in love in real life. So it's a real life tragedy, Jess. Is it a comedy though? Is it funny? It's very funny. There's more fine. You want me to get rid of it? I can It's fine. Hope took Hope took um Avengers or whatever she picked. Back to the future is a rom com. Okay. I will stand by that statement. Okay. Every other movie I have on my list, nobody else is gonna take. (laughs) <laughs> well, the, this is the last one, so feel free. I know. Um, okay, I'm going to go with a really random one. It's called Desk Set, and it stars Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy, and it's about, like, the invention of the computer, and it's really, really good, and everyone should watch it. That's the most shep answer you could possibly have. <laughs> Seriously. But if we Hope. didn't have that, we couldn't have You've Got Mail, because that's about computers, too. Hope would love it. I know. Is there is there is there one out there about TikToks or Zins or something that you really love? No. What's your last one? I actually, you know what I wrote on here? <laughs> I wrote The Shining on here just as a joke. I was gonna make that. Joke. <laughs> have you seen that trailer where they spun it though, and it's like a positive film? Shining? No, really. Salis- yeah, it's a yeah. Salisbury Hill or whatever that <laughs> song is. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> so good. I mean. All the good ones are taken. So I guess I'll just go with The Wedding Planner just to have Jennifer Lopez because that's a good movie. Her 2000s rom-coms are unbeatable, in my opinion. I need her on my list. Made in Manhattan was good. No one picked that, though. (laughs) A nice pun. You could have. Very. (laughs) Okay, everybody go through your list. I can go first. I have Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Groundhog Day, The Big Sick, and How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. No, you don't have that. That's mine. <laughs> I have the proposal or speed. Then. Or hostel. No, you said hostel. <laughs> you can't get that as a joke. <laughs> I was trying to think of the least romantic thing ever. Okay. Oh. oh, we're going backwards. Okay, I have How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I actually have that. Um, the Wedding Singer starring Billy Idol, You've Got Mail, and Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And the winning list is My Big Fat Greek Wedding, Bridesmaids, Love Actually, and Desk Set. And the actual winning list is (laughs) The Princess Bride, When Harry Met Sally, Back to the Future, and The Wedding Planner. Okay, you're lying, and we'll see you next week. 